Hi everyone, it's season two of the pod and I've really enjoyed getting to know all of you and since it's the holidays, I figured what better way to get to know a little more about me than to have my best friend on the pod who incidentally has had very little exposure to Aussie footy, so it was definitely time. I hope you'll enjoy our chat. You ain't gotta be a stranger to me, 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 to me. Hi everyone, I'm Rosanna and this is AFL Obsessed. I am so excited to bring in my holiday surprise guest for you today and an American who knows little to nothing about the AFL. So I'm trying to get a fresh perspective from someone who hasn't really seen it before. And I mentioned him in the very first episode of AFL Obsessed, so my OG listeners may remember, but they are the only person with a multi-hyphenate longer than Daenerys Targaryen. He has been featured in Rolling Stone, the New York Times, and he has written for the Washington Post. He's an artist, vocalist, songwriter, choreographer, performer, director, producer, author, and advocate with the vocal range of a Mariah Carey. It is my pleasure to introduce, in my opinion, the greatest showman and my best friend, Tunde Olaniran. Hi, Tunde. Thanks so much for coming on the pod. How are you? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh through that intro. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> That was so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, I know you literally have no idea what to expect. I haven't really prepped you with cues or anything. So I think yeah, be- <laughs> like I said, I'm blissfully ignorant to all things footy, except for the fact that my best friend has a footy podcast. So that's about it. Well, I think it'll be a really fun chat either way. And also, I really just enjoy your musical catalog. So for this special, I'm going to be sprinkling in your music throughout as transitions, soundtrack, and punctuation. So it's all, <laughs> it's all tune day. Oh, that wasn't one of them, by the way. That was just me laughing. Okay. Well, it's all tune day Alani Ron. So a little background of us, chime in anytime you have any comments, Tunde, but we do go back forever. We grew up together. We're basically family at this point. And I was trying to think of where our Venn diagrams kind of, in terms of interest, really overlap or almost like eclipse with everything. So (laughs) I feel like my mom definitely says that we share one brain. (laughs) So... I don't even know if it's like interest at this point. It's like we just have like limited brain functioning. We just have to, sh- we just have to share one back and forth. And it's really taught me about, you know, generosity and patience. Because <laughs> like, you when know, I don't have the brain all oh, day, oh, every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant we only have like 50% brain capacity power each um, at all times. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly what, that's exactly it. So you have to like loan out the other oh half gosh. if you need to like do something higher functioning. I'm like already but, crying. Like this podcast. No wonder I've been sleeping so much because you've been like putting in work on the pod. <laughs> You're sleeping for <laughs> us. Well, as I was saying about yeah. our Venn diagrams, <laughs> I think they really overlap with everything music, travel, scary movies, probably TV yeah. shows that are mainly comedic and MCU. Would you agree? Like Marvel Mm -hmm. Universe? Yeah. 
I think it's just pop culture. I think we have similar, you know, personalities. And I think we both really love the arts and we love kind of nerding out about like certain aspects of art. And then it's just like, once you've known someone for a while, like you just have so many shared experiences and inside jokes. I'm sure everyone has that person, whether it's like a friend, sibling, cousin, whatever, you know? And we have an overflowing recycle bin that we like to pull from, I would say, pretty much every time we talk. But I mean, how have you been this year? What's your life been like? And maybe how has it changed with the pandemic, I guess, if you want to give people a little more insight? Yeah, um, I think a lot of people probably know because just we've had this never before in history have we had this level of, in modern history, have we had this level of joblessness, poverty, there's no industry has been spared. Um, The music industry, the performing arts industry is really struggling to survive. And I think people maybe know, or maybe they don't, that there's like a whole ecosystem surrounding that. So like, someone goes on tour and there's, you know, a venue, the people who work at the venue, the sound engineers, the bartenders, the security, you know, there's the promoters and then the tour manager and then the loading crew, you know, so there's just so many people that are struggling and trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. I think for me, I've been pretty lucky in that I have um, some funding from a residency from the University of Michigan in the U.S. here, which has been so just a blessing for me. Um, and it's let me just focus on being really creative this year, but I think it's challenging cause you're, you're isolated and you, I'm trying to be really strictly quarantined and not like put myself at risk. Cause I know people that if it affects their voice and other stuff. So I'm just like, I don't want to, you know, make oh a mistake. Gosh. I'm like, stay safe for that. At least my, the half of my brain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Because, no, seriously, we don't have any brain to, like, lose to spare. But um, so I've been trying really hard to just figure out, like, how I can stay connected to people and doing a lot of virtual productions, art, you know, arts and performance productions for other folks. And it's been teaching me a lot. Like, I got to work on this project with um, an artist called Esperanza Spalding, who, like, blew my mind early this summer, which I told you nice. all about. <laughs> And yeah, just like every, like every few months, there's just some kind of experience that helps me stay connected to whatever that source of creativity is. And yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of like trying to pace myself. And I think another thing that people are all realizing is I need to rest. I've been, right. you know, kind of killing myself for a job or for these other things. And when it comes right down to it, not a lot is promised in life. And so I think everyone is trying to really reassess what's important. And a lot of people are realizing, like, my mind and my body and my health should be higher on the list, should have been higher on the list, and I'm going to put it higher now. So that's also what I've been trying to do. Nice. I'm trying to stop myself from, like, coming up with a word for you because it's the other half of my brain. So I'm all, is it this word? That's we all, yeah, that's <laughs> how like we talk. Stopping, I'll be like stopping myself. But normally we like have overlap chatter. So for all listeners, this is just kind of like our pattern. But yeah. Um, very, we're, we're being very restrained. Let me tell you just about your, you. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> well, so anytime we get to hang out, I feel like it's always an adventure. I mean – Adventure oh is, I mean, wouldn't you say it's like at the heart of what we're about? Um, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking. I'm it, just but, trying yeah. to like mm-hmm. nutshell it and make it kind of something that's easily digestible. But I mean, it's the end of the year. Like you said, I'm reminiscing about how we've stayed connected over all the years. And I mean, I guess just like what's your favorite memory or adventures of ours? Because there's so much to pull from. There are two. Um, one is just one is just indicative of what I would say, like, we're both pretty ride or die, you know, when it comes to jumping in for the other person, Absolutely. but also just one that really encapsulates, I think, your personality in a funny way. So I one is, you know, my mother had a my mom had a milestone birthday and we all were like, you know, let's all come she lives in in uh, the midwest like let's go all flat to see her so it was like an international thing people were coming from all over and i just called you and said hey you gotta come <laughs> and you're helping me <laughs> run the bar and catering <laughs> and you just didn't even question it and you showed up we were like waiting at the airport for an international other person arriving on an international flight like you just really just rode through that whole weekend people were like <laughs> Are you, do you work here? You're like, no, I'm just like, it's like my mom. It's like, you know, you see my mom is like your mom Absolutely. too. So I just love that. I feel like that's such a great example of us just coming together, making something happen. No questions asked. I truly, I'm all believe that that's we are. what our friendship is. And then the other, yeah. And then the other thing is. Oh, wait, before you get into um, that. So absolutely no questions asked. Sure. I just want to give the listeners a little bit more background. So yes, there was an amazing, I mean, Tunde threw this elaborate party. It was amazing, but he kind of just said it to me like, okay, you're coming and I need a bartender. <laughs> I think were the exact <laughs> words and a server. So I <laughs> was just kind of, I was like, no problem. I I love things like that. I mean, like you said, ride or die. So, you know, we do this for the other half without thinking. So, I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know what that's like being, since you were invited (laughs) onto this pod, I don't know if you know what that's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I received, I received my draft notice for AFL Obsessed. I just want everyone to know, um, I, uh, this is a hostage situation, um, I do need you know, help. I have the power of editing, we'll, right? We'll see through the end. <laughs> You're like asking for like nine one one S. I won't be silenced, okay? <laughs> I just play like your music over that entire. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of the exact track. Like we don't want to hear it, but we will get to that. What's your other story? I'm so curious. <laughs> so this is a this is a really not. A super adventure, but you, we would do like really long movie marathon nights and we would watch really questionable, crazed movies. But I remember one night, um, being the keyword. Yeah. As and by questionable, right. I mean the ones that Tune Day selected for us. Continue. Questionable, as in you were questioning why <laughs> we were watching it. But anyway, so we would just do that and then honestly crash, like you would crash on. I had like this IKEA love seat. And so you basically were like, just fell asleep. And I went to bed and then um, I was in a band at the time and my guitarist stopped by for I don't know why. And you tucked yourself under a throw like blanket on this couch and you didn't speak. So my guitarist is sitting there having conversation with me for like 30 minutes. And then you were just like, you just giggled and, and un, like unfurled the blanket. And he was, he was honestly like, we had probably watched a scary movie, but he was the most scared person in that house. He was like, what? Like you just popped up from a blanket like with no warning. And I was like, 
what possessed you to just like decide, you know, I'm going to just hide under this blanket. And I was like, what was the end game? I don't know. Just that, that is honestly one of those things where with you, you kind of, luckily, I think now I know how your mind works, but it was definitely a process figuring out like, why would you do something like that? (laughs) But you know, honestly, so now I got to a point where I'm. something so ridiculous so i just think that at that point it just shows that you never know where your how your mind works but i've learned to go with it as so when you just casually said you were starting a footy podcast i said okay <laughs> because you just have to go with it you know anyway, i like jump out of it yeah so, that is so funny i oh my gosh those were the days okay we would watch these movie marathons we did watch scary movie marathons the funny thing is tune day is the type of person who just has a packed social calendar i know it's different now with the pandemic but I Mm -hmm. wasn't expecting the guitarist to come over. And I think I just was like, this is my relaxation time. And he kind of showed up and I didn't know that he was coming. But it was so funny because I'm like, well, I guess if I just kind of hide, he won't know I'm here. (laughs) I don't even know what the thought process was. And he didn't. He really didn't. That's the funniest thing. I will never forget the look on his face because I just assumed he saw maybe me breathing under the blanket. I don't know. Maybe it was moving. (laughs) oh my gosh that is so funny well oh my gosh just Just literally those are the gems that you pulled wow (laughs) um there's not enough many that i could do on this episode okay so i have infinity gems i just want to say but those are the two i I thought i would pull out today um wow that really takes me back so for mine wow mine is i feel like so much um I would say nicer. Yeah. I'm all picture (laughs) it. Greece 2017. (laughs) So so Tune and I were with a group of friends dining at a restaurant in Mikono. And there was an entertainer who was really talented. She was kind of like the sole performer that evening, just kind of giving ambiance on this gorgeous what would you say, like a beachside restaurant? Yeah, Yeah, so gorgeous. She was incredibly talented, by the way. And she was singing Mm -hmm. all kinds of genres with her own little spin. And of course, as is typical, if you go anywhere where there's a mic, um, our friends just really encourage you to get on the mic. I mean, you are not the 30 rock reference I'm thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jenna, when she busts the mic out of her little clutch purse Purse. like she's just always Mm -hmm. ready and I feel like your (laughs) friends are that person and that personality so encouraged obviously in quotations and I just want to point out that you know Tune wants to just enjoy his evening just like everyone else (laughs) I'm sure it's so annoying that I'm all we forced you Mm -hmm. I don't even know to sing like killing me softly or something I think it was a Fuji song or uh, anyways Tune ended up very reluctantly very reluctantly (laughs) 
kind of <laughs> singing and he ended up stealing the show and everyone in the place lit up, including the entertainer. And I'll have to <laughs> see if I can post a snippet of it. I'll have to grab it because honestly, it was a deeply moving moment for me. I always love when you perform, but that's just something I'll always remember because afterwards, everyone was trying to come up to you because they were like, oh my gosh, you know, here's like a superstar from America. So, um, it was. That, <laughs> I love that you brought that up because I hadn't thought about that scenario in a minute. I, I've thought about our trip to Greece and other trips, but the funny thing about that is, yes, we, uh, another friend was there and she's definitely like the Chris, she becomes the Chris Jenner where she's just like with the <laughs> micro, like with like the camera, like you're doing amazing, sweetie, and like, but like forcing me to perform. <laughs> so she kind of like wouldn't let it go. And I was trying to just like look the other direction and like we're not, but it ended up happening. But my favorite thing is we ended up all getting free shots. Which is Absolutely. Why I, was like, I was like, okay, I guess that was worth it. You know, <laughs> like, why not? So you're telling me that that works. I'm all, okay, so for our future. It's just funny that we would end up in such a gorgeous environment. And I'm sure as soon as we see a performer with a microphone two days, like, great, <laughs> when we get there, but... Oh my gosh. Um, well, anyways, before we jump into AFL chat, I just kind of wanted to hit you with some rapid fire cues because I think it'd be kind of fun to snap to it. And there are just some things that I guess I want to know how the other half of the brain is doing. And maybe <laughs> okay, let me get let me get myself centered. <sighs> Okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. What's a TV show you've binged recently? Industry. Really good. I had to watch a companion YouTube show to understand all the stuff about like the financial industry, but it was really good. I want to see that. So I'm glad you've watched it for us. Um, I guess I'll have to move that (laughs) up on my list. What's something on your life bucket list? Uh, Life bucket list, I would say living over like living out of the country okay probably. i mean I, you've done yeah. that but you mean like, like but like living oh, like okay. actually having a home somewhere Got yeah. it. okay what would be your strategy for a zombie apocalypse Whew. <laughs> um well i have the minivan which is my dream car i finally have it i would probably barricade a room and just probably freak out, honestly. But luckily, <laughs> I live in a place where there aren't a ton of people. So I could probably keep a low profile and keep all the lights out and like manage it that way. That would probably be what I, yeah. I'm so curious in seeing that vision out. I want to know how long that goes. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to say gather weapons and like supplies, but you're literally just like, I, I guess I just need me. Like, well, what about the other half of your brain? <laughs> like, <laughs> Can it be there? Um, oh my gosh. Um, what's your least favorite sound? My least favorite sound. 
Um, someone saying no. (laughs) 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 No, consent is important, but you know what I mean. Like to like ideas or proposals or like, you know, funding. Collabs. Like that. Funding, especially. I absolutely agree. Um, I thought you were going to say maybe like the AirPods dying, like boop, 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 like that. One of mine, I would say tone deaf singing probably is pretty painful or, Mm. I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe I thought you were going to say it like someone throwing up or something, but. No, most of them, I'm I'm pretty, pretty tolerant, honestly. (laughs) You are. (laughs) What's your funniest encounter at a show? Oh, Lord. This is going to be, I'm trying to think of one that won't get me in trouble to say (laughs) because. You can think of a couple. You said encounter or experience? Encounter? Oh, whatever. Encounter or experience. I think this is something someone had to remind me of. Again, this is kind of back in the day before like I was in the band and trying to figure my thing out and like what was I doing? So I was like mixing, playing with a band and then doing some solo things or whatever. So I played this college like house party show. <laughs> And it was just in the living room. And one of my friends who, you know, Lisa was there and she was again, kind of just like my de facto manager in that she just, you know, would help me when she would drive, she would come hang out at shows. She would help me with loading. She would also just like, you know, sometimes be the muscle in a funny way. So it was a, it was a frat house and I was performing just in the living room and someone, I didn't know this, but someone said, these, you started singing, these, these two white girls started, like, sobbing and crying, like, because they had left this performance. I was like, what are you talking about? So I didn't, I didn't even know that that happened. But something else, like, the guy, I think the guy who owned the house or the, yeah, who, who owned the house started kind of, like, jump up with me on the little landing I was on and drunkenly sing with me. Oh, no. And my friend Lisa... She just grabbed him by the scruff of his neck. <laughs> she was like a foot shorter than him. So just imagine like this short girl with like manicured nails. She just like grabs him by the back of the scruff of his neck and tosses him like across the room. Like, like in an old Western film the stage. or something like that. Yes. Like, he just like goes Move. flying out the door. Just think of like every like old school sitcom where it's like, whoa, like they get thrown out of their like establishment, like in the next shot. That's kind of what happened. I'm like, I'll just never forget that because, like, but dang, did that you was just keep performing like a champ? I didn't stop. I'm, uh, you don't stop, obviously, even if it's at a frat house. Oh gosh! <laughs> wow. Um, honestly, I thought you would pick something like a little more recent. Um, I don't. I don't know why. Like, do you I- have one? Do you, <laughs> I, feel like I feel like you. I'm. Like, do you want to sing? Is there like one that you <laughs> no, want to no. say? Don't make me oh, okay. sing. Don't make me sing. So. <laughs> No, I mean, I just, I love hearing you tell stories. I think I remember at one point us going to one of your shows and one of the performers in the lineup was serenading a brick wall. Um, so that was really interesting. I've never seen that before where you're, you know, there is a stage, there's a direction where your audience is looking at you and the person is performing or choosing to perform for a brick wall. So that was an interesting, I mean, I'm sure you have so many stories because 
So Tunde does travel with, I like to say an entourage, but he has this whole elaborate live show. It's really beautiful. It it is deeply moving on so many levels, but it's dimensional. He does have dancers that do choreography that he has come up with. He's just wildly talented. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about you, the third person. You know, he's just (laughs) so talented. (laughs) (laughs) So... I don't know. Between everyone's, I think there was a performance you did at the Brooklyn Museum, which was mm-hmm. amazing. Last summer? Yeah. And, the summer before last, yeah. And I mm-hmm. remember when, oh, when we could all go to museums. No, yeah. when you come out with your dancers, you just have, you get into this <laughs> character and you don't speak because you're performing you're in character and so there was a little bit of a pathway that you kind of walked through to get okay to wait i'm gonna jump stage. in this is, this is for context <laughs> so we have we, we don't get to the sh- we don't come to the show ready to perform we have to change and it's been really interesting to have to like explain that in so many scenarios and just ask hey is there we don't need like a fancy dressing room but is there a space near the stage where we can change. And at one point we were documenting like all of the interesting places we have because we've been in like a decommissioned elevator that was just <laughs> broken down. We've been in the back of a U-Haul truck. Like, I don't care as long as it's somewhere just that we can walk out. So at the Brooklyn Museum, the, the path was pretty, it was like across the entire like campus of the <laughs> museum. So we had to, we were in the like, classroom, we had to walk out. And what we usually do is just walk out kind of a processional. And it's a way to just get ourselves in the right energy. We kind of are pretty stoic. And it's a way to kind of maybe get people curious and draw them to where where we're going. So we walk out and we're kind of dressed up. And this woman was with her children and she was like, oh, are y'all performing? Hello? (laughs) Hello? Y'all not going to talk to me? And we just like kept walking. And my dance, they're they're, they're professional dancers. Like even, you know, I found that right. They don't. Because we're we're performing. So she was like. Wow. <laughs> so well, she you was following wow. the kind of troop. I don't want to say troop, but she was following yeah. them. And it definitely is performance art. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I think it, oh, that I will never stop laughing at that because you actually never clarified. And then after walking away from her, but she was following you and everyone else seeing it too, you jumped on stage and did an amazing performance. Um, What's (laughs) the most interesting interview question you've been asked? Um, Someone asked me about X-Men and they, it was just a, I I have to find the interview. It was actually for another museum. I think it was for U of M's University Museum of Modern Art. We did, they did a pod, they had like a podcast or some kind of audio thing. Don't be jealous. I did a po- another podcast. Um, <laughs> Wait, just first, kidding. before? You're like, who? <laughs> who, who is she? she? No, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was a really interesting question about, about X-Men and how it, how it kind of related to my work. And I can't remember the exact question, but I just really loved that they went at the angle. Cause I, I I'm really obsessed with X-Men and obsessed with its history so yeah, just someone that got in that nerdy direction was really I always fun. appreciate when people ask, like they've done their research, you know, yeah. on you especially, because mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much material out there, but you are so interesting. It's it's hard to be, I didn't want the rapid fire to be like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe people want to know that and you want to just drop it like it's hot, but 
Oh, that's funny. I love that you didn't actually tell me what the question was. I just can't remember. I'm trying to. Was. I'm trying to remember. It was. It was something like, "Why do you think X Men is such an influential like uh, like story for you?" Or they just. It was. It was a really. It was really cleverly phrased, and um, it caught me off guard, and it made me. I think I actually wrote Jean Grey after that interview. Maybe I'm trying to remember, it. but like. Yeah, it really was really really good question. What makes you laugh no matter what? Um, I've never had a problem laughing, so I, I'm trying to think of like Golden Girls or Veep or something like that. Like, like if I just turn on, I've heard I watch Golden Girls is like one of my favorite shows. My mom and I watched it. Just for whatever reason, those jokes, even though I've heard them 8,000 times by now, just when they come up, they're just, they just strike me as funny and I always chuckle or laugh. But I can just think about literally like just how someone said something will make me crack up. Just remembering a certain reaction will make me laugh. So yeah. I just wanted to know because whenever we're together, I think it's like this infectious laughter that you have and then it brings out laughter in me. And a lot of times when we're in a public space, people look at us like, is everything okay? <laughs> What's happening? Because we're just laughing and cry to the point of tears, I would say. Um <laughs> the one thing that I feel like being in a place where you can't laugh is like will so make funny. you laugh. There's so this- funny. There's this YouTuber, or she's like a, I think she's a, from a started on TikTok, Tiara Nelson, but she does this talent show on Instagram Live where she just watches people perform, but she doesn't laugh. So <laughs> she can't laugh. So like the fact that she can't, she's trembling and like tears are running down her eyes and she's like, thank you. <laughs> like trying not to bust out loud. Just like this, when you can't laugh, that's like when you're going the to- The funniest time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell everyone what always makes me laugh? No matter what, <laughs> when I see performers on a stage doing, <laughs> I, this is you. This is the thing. Oh, you surprised me because I'm like, I didn't know this was like a thing for you. Uh, but like, you were like, I just there's this video. It always makes you laugh, and I'm like, what video is she about to send me? And it was this guy, and like I think I said he was just rooting, tooting along the stage, and he just is like. Do it. He sounded like he was kind of doing like a, it's like not a tribute act, but like he's like a legacy act. You know, he's been around for a while, <laughs> and he just took one step too many and just went down. And I remember like just laughing, thinking about <laughs> this is what you're laughing at. <laughs> and, and it's not. It's not like I want someone to be mean. Hurt. No, no, no. Yeah. And I hope they're okay. But just the act of falling off of a stage, I don't know why that's so funny to me, but <laughs> it is. What is, What was that show? Was it like home videos or something funny? America's you know. Funniest Home Videos. So yeah, yeah, it's like that where, but I literally can't not laugh when I watch it. And I remembered even while you were watching it, how much I was laughing and crying. So <laughs> what's something you worked on in the last week? Um, so I've been breaking back into my, if you earn music, they call it a DAW, but it's my <laughs> digital audio workstation. Like I use Fruity Loops. Some people use Pro Tools, other people use Cubase, Ableton, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been like trying to, I'm working on this kind of collaborative project and yeah, been, YouTube is really a blessing. YouTube and Reddit have just helped me problem solve really quickly and it's felt great to just like get through some barriers that used to keep me back when it came to production. So this week I've just been really enjoying that. 
I love it. And I love that you got really technical with that. I'm all talk tacky to me. What (laughs) What piece of media changed the way you viewed the world and in what way? There are so many. I guess I'll just talk about music because that's like the easy, the lowest hanging fruit, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just actually thinking about this before, but MIA, when MIA came out with her first record, again, I was in a band. I was like trying to figure out, can I be a musician even? Because that wasn't really, I didn't know if that was a real thing, you know? Seeing her was like, oh, okay, you can just do think and you know she has a she had a real style and like there was real work and talent behind it but it wasn't it didn't feel as polished and like i think with pop music and other forms everything kind of fits together like legos and it's very like a smooth you know kind of overall effect and hers is all the edges were very rough and she sang out of tune but then all the other vocals were in tune with her so it's worked yeah, it just was. It just really blew my mind and made me think. Wow, what rules really do you need to follow? You just need to have fun, follow your intuition. That's it. I love it. Yeah, I know that's been a huge influence too with just your music. Even though mm-hmm. I feel like your music spans the gamut, which we'll yeah, talk about later yeah. in terms of, I feel like it's impossible to categorize or even put into a genre your music. And so I think it's funny when people try to do that to kind of like put you in some kind of a box because I don't think it's possible. <laughs> yeah. I think if someone was listening to my music, probably, um, I don't, you, you might not play this, but if you're looking it up, Brown Boy is probably like a direct result of me being obsessed with MIA and being like, let me just do copy paste style <laughs> sampling. And that song, you know, was, was a really important kind of breakthrough for me and, and with audiences. And like, it was just such a nice break from trying to get it right, really. Like that was just throw it all at the wall and see what sticks, you know? I love it. And I think we do have to play part of it. So. Well, along those lines, because you were talking about some things that have changed you, what's the best advice you've ever gotten or heard? Um, it's probably some variation of we have a mutual acquaintance that like had a, had a way like a rhyme or like some kind of clever way of saying it, but <clears throat> something like you have to really work with the people who are around you not the people who are in your mind ahead of you, because in a few years, the people around you will be in the same positions that the people ahead of you, quote unquote, are now. So just make friends with your peers. Don't really worry about trying to get in with these established cliques or groups, whatever the industry, just build with the people around you and have good relationships with those people, have integrity in your relationships with them. And it'll it'll pay off and be generous with them and you'll receive a lot back. I love that. That was really deep. I think I can really see how that has influenced just maybe how you go about the world. It's a really good perspective. Mm. So for me, I would say two different things, and it's kind of not like the code that I live by, but things that have helped me. One, stop asking people who have never been where you're going for directions. Mm. And two, don't tell yourself no before someone else does. 
So I feel like we Mm. have a lot of inner monologue and sometimes self-doubt about new or challenging situations. So it's a bit like don't bench yourself before you get into the game. But also, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have tried to give even us, uh, both of our brain halves, advice. (laughs) And, you know, for most of 2019, I probably couldn't even call myself a podcaster. We've kind of gone in these really interesting directions. We're always looking forward to challenges. And I think a lot of people like to offer needs, shoulds, musts. But Mm. a lot of the time, they don't really know what we're doing or what our vision is or even how to get there. So I find that to be really... I don't know. It's just something that I'm trying to remind myself now too. Cause I think even being a woman mm-hmm. and doing a sports podcast, there has been so much, you know, I want to say like criticism. Input. Yeah, oh, definitely okay. input, lots of feedback. And it's helpful. I think it really is helpful to just have that and it's a great resource. But I definitely think well, that's, that Yeah. That's women experience that in so many industries. It's yes. just like yeah, there was, you'll see, I mean, this happens on Twitter all the time. It's like a woman posting about some geology point of interest and a random guy correcting her and her being like, well, actually I have a PhD in geology or like, like you just, <laughs> yeah, but, and she's like, this is not even new. This happens every day. I'm just being on the internet <laughs> like oh being told that I like am not competent or something, you know? Just wanna be vulnerable. Whoa, I'm still here. Put you on my speakerphone and ask Navier. You sat back in your hybrid and you listened to it. Oh, that makes me laugh so much. I think there is a friend of mine who has said, actually, when they started listening to my podcast, they weren't really sure what I'd have to offer. And I think they thought I was going to say like, ooh, these are my favorite AFL player tattoos. And I'm going to say like <laughs> one to ten. Or, I just remembered them telling Here's me, what makeover I would give right, each player. Like, You're what just like, direction oh, okay. and what really of substance do I have to offer? So thankfully, people have listened and continue to, but that just does make me laugh so much. Um, speaking of all of that, what's your memory of my AFL obsession? You were traipsing <laughs> about the streets of New York on the phone with me. Because yeah, you, you, were, you were walking somewhere this was definitely pre-COVID. So you were like out and about way more freely, I think you, than before or than now. But you just said... I think I'm, he's like, I'm looking, thinking about starting a podcast and you, you talked about footy for the, you know, for the past, in my mind, few months ish or more (laughs) that like, just, you would just have mentioned it, you know, for like maybe the past year, you'd like say something about it, but not a lot. And so when you said podcast, I was like, okay, uh, uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just thought, uh, cool, you know, and it's, and, um, but of course, because we're both so like. We are quite goal oriented, and I think we support each other in that. So immediately, it was it was like immediately all hands on deck. I know that, I, but I, I just was like, I don't know anything about this, but 
you know, go for it if you're really passionate about it. So I love that the no questions asked is definitely Mm -hmm. applied to that scenario too. So anyone newer to the pod, I definitely saw my first game in 2016. It was the Anzac Day game. And I just started watching in late May 2017. And I've been addicted ever since. So I do try not to talk about footy too much to my friends who have, you know, so much going on with their lives or just not really into sports, but we do have our chats like every now and then, although you really have seen little to nothing in terms of I games. I looked it up on YouTube to be like, what is this? Just, just when you told me, cause I was like, I have no idea what this is. So I just <laughs> wanted to just see. And even that took me a few weeks before I was like, was like, well, let me just look at this. And then I, I promptly forgot whatever I saw. So, you know. The only thing I know about footy is what I hear you say. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. Well, I think we can move on to what was that? What was that? I have just a little. (laughs) What was that? I think I should insert that audio. That would be so funny. Um, In the spirit of Wendy Williams asking that question, I I sent you a link and... Yeah, if you could just watch that and tell me what you think is happening. <laughs> okay, let's let's see. Okay, a bunch of dudes running around. Got a handball out. Simpson. Does he not have shoes? Oh no, he has shoes on. Cripps couldn't handle it. Dispossessed. Back there for Cripps. Spins out of traffic. It looks like they're playing soccer, but just decided they weren't going to use their feet. It's fine. He mesmerized them. Goes to a goal. I literally have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> something, but someone did something well. They, he did some, he did a good job. <laughs> they grabbed the ball, threw it through something. People were happy with that. Um, one guy had on red shoes, so I thought for a second that they were barefoot, and I was like, that is insane. But okay, that's not the case. Yeah. That's hilarious. I love that you're like, I have no idea what's happening. So Tunde just watched the Carlton versus Adelaide game this year where yeah, Patty Cripps yep, just evaded <laughs> yep. capture by mm-hmm. quite a few opponents and slotted a goal. It was really exciting. Um he slotted it for sure. Yep. <laughs> I loved your level of excitement having to watch these. I'm I'm literally never gonna forget it. I, I kitty pride. Through these impediments. Hi everyone, it's Rosanna. I hate to cut Tune Day off since we're having so much fun, but there's so much to discuss, so I really feel like I need to break this into two different parts. But you don't have to worry, I'll release the second part next week. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk footy soon. These ropes unraveling.